When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. See you later. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Loud Spot. I'm your host, Sebastian Cosby, right out of Oklahoma City. Today, we have a very special episode for you guys. We have the band Dishwalla. What's going on, fellas? Hello. Hey. Then- <laughs> Thanks for having us. <laughs> Absolutely. And we have Miss Ava Gore, who set this all up. So, hi, Ava, and thank you, and I hope you're doing well today. I am. Thanks. Awesome. The Bandish Walla, I've learned since you guys are going to be on the show, is actually a household name. Like, everywhere knows who Dishwalla is. Well, I think what's cool is, like, a bunch of people's moms knew who we were. And then that next generation of kids now know who we are. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk. Let's. I'm going to jump into um, the tour that never happened in 2020. Coronavirus. But it was important because it was their 25th year anniversary, right? It was an important year to tour. It was, uh, you know, it was not, I wouldn't say it was an important year to tour. It was just a significant year to tour. And then, uh, you know, we've, we've got to postpone that, obviously. Yeah. And then you guys came out with your last album was 2017. Was it? Was it that long ago? It was, yeah. Man. Yeah. Time, time for another record. Yeah, you guys have a new single coming out, according to George. Oh, George. You you went and you 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 slipped out the the secret sauce there. I think we, I think the quote was, "You can say whatever the f you want." When I yes, that's exactly right. You can't say whatever you want. When you, when you when you text me late at night and go, "Hey, we're going to do this podcast." What, what do you want me to say? And I'm half asleep. Uh, I say, I text back, text talk about whatever the f you want. I guess <laughs> that's my default response. <laughs> My default is to promote the band. So anyway, yeah, we got the single coming out. That's the best <laughs> this summer. Uh, and by saying it, now it has to happen, right? Well, that's what I was thinking. Oh, <laughs> you're good. We're glad we forced you to have to come out with an album or a new single, anyways, this coming summer. That's awesome. I so, think I think we're too but, lazy to do a full record during COVID. I think it's just going to have to be a bunch of songs instead of a, a record. That I, I don't. I don't think anyone does a whole record in their sweatpants. Uh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Not me. I'm too. <laughs> I don't. I really don't think any bands nowadays are coming out with albums. Anyways, I think the the kind of the new thing. See, the thing is from like from 1995 is that that's when the album came out with Counting Blue Cars. But the 
The single dropped in 1996, right? Right. Is that how that worked? So I think now it's completely different where you just drop singles and then I maybe eventually drop an album. Yeah, that's what we were doing. You just keep re-releasing the same song over and over again. Released one version, <laughs> then the remix, then the lyric video, then in another language, then uh, bring it all back for like, you know, a one year since we released the song and then release it again. Scanning Blue Cars was actually biggest in Germany before it was ever known in the States. We put the record out there first. So uh, like the whole album and especially that song like blew up there. Uh, and then at the same time, it blew up in Brazil. So like okay. it was like all over like these different weird places. Uh, Philippines was another uh, before it was ever even really big in the States. And so we'd always talked about doing like a Brazilian, like a, a Portuguese version uh, or a German version, which would have sounded really super weird. Um, so we, we never did it, but uh, it would have been cool. And it would have been sound like when he goes like back in the day, they would, uh, they would dub uh, uh, like 90210 was a big show back then. So they would dub that over in German and it sounded like, uh, like old war movies. So that's probably what the song would have sounded like too. <laughs> that's cool. So take us, take us back to when, to like 19, when did the band originally get signed? 95. I think 94, 95. It was 94, I think. Was when got, yeah, early 94. Yeah, because then the Carpenters thing was 95, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so take us back to 1994, 1995. The band started, you're getting all this hype. What was it like to, I guess at one point, realize that your band's really onto something big and you're getting a tour? Like, what was the feeling of, like, your first big tour um, signed to a record label? Well, the first uh, the first tour was with Better Than Ezra, and uh, they uh, we we kind of had we didn't have a zero to sixty thing because we had played around L.A. forever and Santa Barbara, but then all of a sudden we had this record in the can and they're putting us on a plane, and I, I can't remember. Do, do you remember where the first show was, Jim? Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, that's right, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Blind Pig. The Blind Pig. That's right. Whoa. And we, we yeah. kind of already had a little bit of steam because we did this Carpenter's tribute album uh-huh. and had that it's going to take some time thing happening. But really, like, we just kind of hit the ground running. And uh, I would say, I think it was like two years from that from that start date that we were out on the road. It was it was 600 shows in two years that we did. Jesus, 600 wow. shows in two years? Yeah. yeah. You were, that's... That's like a sh- what, like a show every other day almost, right? Yeah, we were doing four to five days a week, and we'd be out like two and a half months at a time, and we'd be home for about a week to ten days, and then go out again, and then you know we'd have to, then and then you know you, you did that, and then you go to Europe for three months, you know, without coming home at all, um, and then there were also the the in stores like the Tower Records performances, and the you know you go into three radio stations in the morning. So really, the 600 shows that Polestar counted were just the ones that you actually were booked at a venue. Um, the, but the Tower Records in-store and the, and the radio stations in the morning, they didn't count that. So it was probably more like, you know, 900 appearances in two years. Yeah. I mean, we do four or five a day sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys uh, took a long break from kind of being Dishwalla. Um, what's it like now kind of? you know, getting back in the group. I mean, it's been a few years, obviously, but uh, it was a long time. 
in between. You mean pre-COVID or, or COVID like now? I can't I can't even think I can't even think about yeah. pre-COVID times. It feels like an yeah, eternity it's like, ago. That seems like <laughs> a lifetime ago. But you know, we we did nothing but just wallet for like 15 years straight. And so then we got to a point where like, okay, I can't do this anymore. This this just has to like park for a little bit. So we took a break for a couple of years and then came back, started doing shows. That's when Justin first came on uh, in 08. Uh, he walked in on a one-week notice and sang for 70,000 people uh, <laughs> at the Rock Fest Good job. and nailed it. And we're like, what the hell? Okay, we got a singer. So uh, uh, so that's kind of, you know, ever, ever since then, it's been kind of on and off because uh, everybody's got different projects and, and live stuff going on. So, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of different you know, everybody's got a lot of different irons in the fire now. So, um, you know, we do it when we can, and it's always awesome to do. Uh, we're overdue for another record. but uh, Yeah, I think the, the older you get, the probably the harder it is to get a whole band back together, especially when it comes to touring. I do want to ask Justin a question. Yeah. Did you know the band before joining Dishwall? Did you, were you guys already friends? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I knew him for a few years. I knew Jim. Um, I was in another band before Dishwalla and Jim uh he co-produced and engineered and recorded a record uh, up in weed uh yeah. with sylvia massey uh and um and that's how i really got to know jim but i i knew jim before that from the band that i used to have a studio in montecito and dishwala came um came in and back in the day and and used it to do some album prep and rehearsals there for a, a couple weeks and that's when I really got to know them pretty well. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was, that was pre-production for uh, Opaline record that came out in 2000. So that was a long time ago. Wow. Yeah. So, so, you know, and, and being kind of a local Santa Barbara kid myself, you know, I grew up, Dishwalla was omnipresent. They were, they were the hometown guys, the bands, you know I mean? When I was, when I was, in high school, Dishwalla was all over MTV and um, was like the biggest band around from our, our town. I mean, you had Ugly Kid Joe and some bands that came later. And obviously, Toe the Wet Sprocket was around that time. But I mean, Dishwalla was it, man. So I, I definitely knew of them. And um, you always would hear rumors. Oh, Dishwalla's rehearsing it. <laughs> Dishwalla made it you know they're over here we heard you know there's always rumors of what dishwalla was doing and it was this mysterious thing uh you know uh, uh back in the day but um i feel like i've known them forever i feel like i've known you for forever i also <laughs> well, feel like i haven't seen you in forever i'm yeah, glad bit... <laughs> i'm glad jim i'm glad to see you're like shaved and like oh yeah you look well sometimes we don't see jim <laughs> and we get together you know, we have a we have some gigs, and then we we first time we see each other in months, like at the airport when we're loading into the bus or whatever's happening. And like Jim will step off, and he's like, "What?" It's like that meme. What year is it? He's got a beard and his hair's yeah. all. Like, oh man, you got to come down off the mountain sometime. I live in the middle of nowhere in the woods, <laughs> so. Uh... <laughs> but has, has the band has the band planned? I know you guys are coming out with a new a new single at least. Have you already talked about plans of going back out on tour since you couldn't tour last year? It had, has it been rescheduled or talks about rescheduling? 
are you saying plans or arguments about when we're going to do that? Yeah. Uh-huh. I've been arguing about who should go if you guys should or not. I'm not, I'm not, not going to name names. I'm not going to name names, but I'm just saying, you know, it's hard to get everybody on the same page. One. That's true. And also, it's hard for me to field phone calls from our agent who's crying on the phone saying, when are you going to start touring again? <laughs> but I don't know. But I, we're going to do it. You know, I think that a bunch of our friends, everyone's starting to take early gigs in even June. I'm starting to see a few dates in July and into the summer. And we're going to just see how that goes for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then, you know, we'll, we'll jump back in the deep end and, and do a tour. Probably. I mean, we're, I'm not, I'm not scared. I got two shots. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did find a real, do you, do you have something to say? Yeah. I have a question for George. That isn't really band related. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> um, is rock shop still a thing? Because I, I miss, I miss rock shop so much. You know what? Yeah, um, it hasn't since COVID. But I just that makes found sense. Found a new location. Uh, it's the building below Soho, and it's much bigger. And uh, <laughs> it's going to come back, probably a little closer to where it started, like where it was just a few of you, and not a huge like twenty five people thing, just right. because they can't have that many people. But yeah, it's still a thing, and it, it's still awesome. going <laughs> to. Yeah. And so, so, um, that so- is, go ahead, go, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, so I've known George for a long time now, and um, Rock Shop Academy is like a music camp, and I used to go and, like, I don't even know if I was even considered a counselor. <laughs> well, you I were, just... yeah, you started out as just a camper, and then at the end there, when you were going to City College, for sure a counselor, yeah. Yeah, it's it's an awesome, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, and you guys did a benefit, you guys did a benefit show uh, I do want to talk about your tour in 2017 that you played with some really cool bands, but I did find this really neat version of uh, Chasing Blue Cars that I think is the newest one recorded in New York uh, at, was it Paste Studios or something like that? That actually was a very busy day for us. We had a lot of appearances, and there's a lot of funny stories that happened in between those, like, <laughs> like Jim... Jim trying to shove a keyboard into the back of an Uber to get across town and the Uber driver <laughs> driving away with my hand stuck in the handle because he didn't want to take the keyboard into it. So Jim and I had to push a keyboard like 15 New York blocks from <laughs> from Fox Studio or Just something. The two of you had to do that? Just the two of you? The keyboard? The yeah. keyboard, George. What Where was were the, you? What was I pushing? You went back to the hotel and slept. You you took the Uber, man. Jim and I stopped at tacos. It was a whole adventure with the keyboard case. That was awesome. (laughs) It's like this thing that's normally like about this big by this big, but it happened to be like the size of a house with wheels and weighed like 250 pounds. And uh, so it wouldn't fit in any car or cab or anything. And we tried to get it into this like Lincoln black car and, uh, we got like halfway in and the driver was like, no, like, and like literally tried to drive away with it. And uh, then like pushed it out. Then it was like lying in the street. And then we just rolled it all the way back. And we stopped for tacos though. And they were delicious. Yeah. We really worked up an appetite. And we good. were doing, we had like three appearances there. We had like, I thought we did Fox, uh, like more, the morning TV. Yeah. And then we did, uh, we were in Rolling Stone. I don't know. I don't remember the order. Or no, Westwood One. 
We had no sleep those few days, but I know we had to do like three things all at once and end it with a gig that night in Times Square or something. And um, this was one of those like, okay, stop in here and do this song on your way to some other place. And um, if I remember the keyboard that you had to this gig, because the other keyboard, something happened to it. So we had to run over to a, to a guitar center or something, which does that even exist anymore? And yes, uh, they do. You, yeah. you bought a, you bought like a $99 keyboard. Yeah, like, and ran like the over version or something. And, so Jim, Jim is playing like an, a $99 keyboard. George is just on your lap too. It's not even on a stand. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I know we went to, we bought it out of a pawn shop um, oh. for that. <laughs> yeah. We got in a bad habit of getting lazy and buying used gear, using it for the gig and then leaving it at wherever we are at the airport and just so we don't have to pay, pay for the, the check baggage. Home. <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually a good idea. That's not, that's not a bad well, idea. The, the way these airlines work, it's more money to bring the damn thing back than just buy one and leave it there. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's actually pretty cheap. I never thought about that. But yeah, if you can find something cheap at like a pawn shop, then you just it's it's worth it. All right. So the cool version, I like this version of the song. It's an acoustic version. I don't know. I don't know if that's like coffee or books behind you guys. I can't tell what that is in the oh, video. It's the paste, uh, paste uh, magazine. I think those are oh, okay. I yeah, think yeah. those are. I think that's. I think that's tape. Those are tapes. Oh, yeah, those funny. are tapes. Mag- magnetic real real tapes of of master yeah. recordings. Yeah. Let's let's check this song out right now. Here we go. Awesome. Oh, there's that keyboard. Nice shirt. <laughs> I just want to pause it so everyone hears that he's wearing the same exact t-shirt in this video that he's wearing right now. That's awesome. I'm rocking the Little Hurricane t-shirt. Hey, it's because it's so soft. I love this shirt. (laughs) Many questions like children often do. He said, tell me. Yeah. 
the keyboard yeah. in there i gotta ask a question because everyone tells you to ask this question and it's the most it's not even that great of a question but everyone, whenever i tell everyone i'm having to swallow on people are saying can you ask them what their thoughts on god are <laughs> so i have to ask that question you don't have to answer that <laughs> no, no, no. Well, god, god, god is a woman <laughs> you do not have to answer that i support I, that that would be a ding. My friends make fun of me if I didn't ask the question, so I did ask that. And I guess that George was saying earlier, is that like an ongoing joke? You said it might be an ongoing uh, joke in the household now? Not from your band, but just generally speaking? Well, no, I think it's like a saying now. Kids say thoughts on God to each other. And, and I've, I've heard my kids' friends saying it, and I don't think they even know who the band is. So I don't think it's from us. I think it is. I think it's. I think. I think somehow in this weird warm wormhole, like it is related somehow to Dishwalla, so and the kids just don't you. realize it. Okay, that's all right. Let's talk about a 2017 tour. Uh, then we'll let you guys have the floor a little bit to talk about anything you want to talk about with your band. Um, you guys had a really good tour in 2017 with some really uh, great great bands uh i think it was marcy's playground was on it is that right yeah, marcy's marcy's playground, playground. yeah. yeah. a lot of those bands that were on there i didn't realize were even still playing it's like so it's kind of cool that re- reading about that let me know these bands are still around and still doing things uh where all did you guys tour on that tour <laughs> uh everywhere all the places yeah that was <laughs> we did a lot of busing on that one um I have some nice memories of that tour, uh, nice weather. <laughs> um, Let's see. We, we played Savannah, Georgia. What, you're going to name them? Like, this is going to be like the alphabet song? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, what, like, was it just U.S.? Was it Europe? Was it like, uh, was it like, I, like, are you guys still doing extensive touring like you did back in the 90s? No. 
No, <laughs> nobody is though. Yeah, nope. Nobody wants to. That's that's yeah. horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I think what we do is we pick out blocks of time, maybe a month at a time or three weeks or two weeks here and another two weeks there. And we make it fit in our schedules and we make it pleasurable instead of horribly grueling because, you know, we don't need to be out there grinding away. It's not like the old days where that's how people learned about a record or whatever. You know, I mean, one Facebook yeah. post reaches more than a, a thousand years of sure. flyers to a phone pole ever could. So uh, we make it pleasurable, make it fun. And I like to plan tours around uh, what there is good to eat in all those different cities. Savannah, <laughs> Georgia, Savannah, Georgia was a great one because we, we went and we had some amazing um, uh, seafood, some sort of shrimp dish. I remember by the water. And then what do we have for breakfast? Remember we had breakfast and it was some sort of uh, with the powdered sugar. What was that, George? Oh, the beignets. Oh, it, was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. Love it. I remember meals more in the cities. Dives and dish right. I think we should have a show because the, the meals for me are the most memorable part of it. I would watch that show. Anyway, do you have any questions for the band? You know, I realized like coming on that I don't really have like many band questions because I know that <laughs> I like just like want to catch up. <laughs> um but uh, uh, I love having you guys on the show. Um, I miss you, George. And it was nice to see you again, Justin. But, <laughs> but you don't miss me. I get it. That's cool. I don't know you that well. <laughs> That's messed up. I actually was going to um, say that I found, like, that little black submarine cover that we did forever ago. Um, oh, wow. And- That's <laughs> funny. It's funny because um, didn't I make you cry during that recording? I think did I, you? I made you cry during that recording because I was apparently too mean. Uh, you, <laughs> was I too mean? I, I don't know. remember it that way, but I have a terrible memory. So. You probably just blacked it out from the trauma. <laughs> uh, well, my apologies decades later for making you cry at a, at a recording session. Um, he and, does it uh, to all of us, Ava. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, it's okay. I forgot anyway. If it did happen, <laughs> I demand perfection at all times. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys. You're I appreciate great. you guys coming on the show. Is there anything that you want to tell to your fans out there um, that maybe they don't know or that are looking forward to some new Dishwalla? Um, anything about you guys that you would want your fans to know? I, I want to say that um, what you don't know is we're all still alive. We're all still here. <laughs> We, we haven't really been streaming like some of the other bands during COVID and we haven't been blasting you with things to buy because I don't know, we're just doing COVID like the rest of you, but um, we want to get back out there. Right guys. We want to play some shows. Um, I got my back. I'm good. Maybe some of the other guys are also. And, and also, uh, yeah, you know, about, I think it was exactly a year ago, almost we were uh, asked to do a project with Alan Parsons. And oh, so yeah. we, we got together and uh, anytime we get together, we record whatever we're working on in the room when we jam. Right. And so we recorded the song with Alan and it came out really good. Right. And uh, we were working on it, working on it, working on it, whatever. And then um, Justin kind of took a left turn and started working on the other song that just kind of start, sort of came up while we got together. And that's the one that we're actually finishing that is going to be a single. Um, so we, we actually, you know, in the last year we've been doing stuff, 
And I would say, you know, like for me, I, I did all that work in March of 2020. And uh, then Justin and Jim and Scott worked for the rest of the year behind the scenes, mixing and adding layers and, and all that other stuff. That's cool. Jim, do you have any? Oh, last week. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, do you have yeah. anything to add to that? Uh, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of new music sitting right under the surface. So we've got a lot of stuff we've been working on over the last since the last record. So uh, you know, we had probably thirty songs that didn't make it onto the last record. So wow. we've always got a ton of material. Yes, and, uh, yeah. So, you know, there's there's always options. So I think it's really just everybody getting back to thinking about being creative. And, you know, this last year has been kind of up and down for everybody in different ways. So, you know, it's good to get – I think everybody's just starting to get back into, you know, thinking about being normal life again. So, you know, we're looking forward to that as well. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you guys for being on the show. Don't go anywhere just yet. Stay right there. We're going to play our outro. I want to thank everybody. Thanks, Diswala. Thanks, Ava, for being on the show. Thanks for everyone who listens to The Loud Spot and supports us. Go to www.theloudspot.net, and we're going to play the outro. Here we go. This is The Loud Spot outro by Nothing Short of Tragic. Is this all talk with no action? No. Is this my thoughts with distraction? No. Is this what I bought that's in fashion? Or is this the loud spot with Sebastian? Yes. Does nothing short of tragic have his back again? Yes. Does everything that's good really have to end? Yes. A big post has a pin show, so to get more episodes, make an order, this is over. Thanks for watching our video. If you liked our video and you watched it on YouTube, make sure to click that subscribe button and click that bell to get notifications. If you watched it on Facebook, don't forget to, to click the like and share with your friends. And if you watch it on Instagram, share it and give us a follow as well. Sebastian, he's going to tell you how where to go to listen to the audio and get some cool merch. Sebastian? Go to www.theloudspot.net and make sure when you go on YouTube to smash that subscribe button to make sure you get notified every time we have a new video. Subscribe on Facebook. We go live Monday, Wednesdays, and Friday nights. Please give us a like. Give us a share. Comment. Tell your friends. We're trying to do this big. Peace out. Rock on. Much love. Bye, guys. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.